or not. Wow. All right, everybody, welcome to Legacy City Church. We're so happy to see you all. Yes? We're just so happy. Happy, happy, happy. <laughs> I, I had a latte. <laughs> Maybe it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, you guys don't like chill, Cara? Quiet. Christmas, guys. The week before Christmas. All right, well, welcome, guys. Welcome. Everybody, we're so happy that you're all here. Everybody made it. And we're going to keep praying that the snow doesn't get too sticky for the drive home, that it waits. So we have we have one announcement, at least for this week, but um, we hope we see you guys on Wednesday for our regular worship and prayer time. We're holding off on the Danny Silk teaching, the Foundations of Honor. We're going to start that back up in January. So for now, we're just having this sweet, sweet time with the presence of the Lord and hearing what he has to say over our households and our community and whatever else he wants to open up. And then this Friday at 6 o'clock, we're going to have a Legacy City Church Christmas party, carol singing, gift exchange, and potluck. Guys, we're having a potluck. So we have the sign-up over here on the bench if you guys want to bring sides or desserts if you know you're coming. If you're waiting for the weather, you can let us know on Wednesday if you're going to make it or not. So we can be flexible. Um, but the sign-up sheet is over there. The gift exchange is up to $10. So white elephant gift, up to $10. Bring something fun or something funny. I guess I think we're going to have a lot of funny gifts in the house. So that's what we got going on. So how many of you guys are going to make it? We got it? <gasps> Whoa. Whoa. All right, all right. How many want to come? Wee! Okay. All right. I'm going to, we'll pass this on to, are, are you guys excited for tonight? Are you guys excited to meet with the presence of the Lord tonight? <laughs> Yep. Are you guys ready to roar for the Lord tonight? Yes. Are we going to roar, guys? Can we get a little roar? Let's get ready to roar. Okay, you guys need to work on that. All right. It's very sad over here, Judah. My man. All right. I, I was doing it. When no one else roars for the Lord, I will roar for you, Lord. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. All right. We're going to pass on the good word that David has to share. If everybody would like to stand, please. Everybody, thank you. All right. Now that you guys got your fires kick-started, keep them, keep them preheated and revved up. I'm going to read to you guys some Psalms 23 just to get our hearts set. And I'm just so happy to be here with you guys. And this is, it's so fun. And I love that Jesus likes us to have fun with him. So it's going to be so good. So Psalm 23 from the Passion Translation. 
it says, Yahweh is my best friend and my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He's got more than enough for us, guys. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace near the quiet brook of bliss. I like that. In his luxurious love. And other, other ones, it always says, takes us to greener pastures. But those greener pastures are in his luxurious love. There's, that's where he restores and revives my life. Does anybody need to be restored tonight? Does it need be, anyone need more life? I certainly do. He opens before me the right path and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. And that's what we're here for tonight, to bring honor to him. Even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, everybody says through, through. He's not taking us to darkness. He's taking us through the darkness. I lost my place there. Hold on a second. <laughs> through the darkness, fear will never conquer me. Say, fear will never conquer me. For you already have. You already have. Thank you, Jesus. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. It's just like, it's like when I have a team leader walk in and that, that person is so competent. They know what to do. They know how to handle every problem. Jesus is that person. He can handle every problem. And so his authority, Jesus' authority is our strength and our peace. Thank you, Lord. You become my delicious feast, even when my enemies dare to fight. It sounds weird, but he is. We partake of Jesus. You anoint me with the fragrance of your Holy Spirit. And if anybody starts smelling some sweet fragrances tonight, that could be the Holy Spirit. So plug into that. You give me all I can drink of you until my cup overflows. <laughs> There's so much laughter, all right? It's starting to get It could be contagious. People are still laughing. So why would I fear the future? Only goodness and tender love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence to be forever with you. Who wants to return to him to be forever with him? The giver of life. Let's give him praise, guys. Let's give him glory tonight. Thank you, Jesus. You are the giver of life. Thank you, Lord, that you give us peace. You take us to the luxurious pastures of your love, Lord God. And you are a sweet fragrance to us, Lord God. And we just pray that you would pour out your love and anointing on us tonight, Lord God. And, and shape us and mold us into who you have called us to be. We love you, Lord. Guys, give him praise. Lift up your praises. Thank you, Jesus. Holy are you, Lord God. We're here to glorify you and give you praise in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord.
Jesus, we love you. We can never say that enough, Lord Jesus. We love you. We love you. We lay our hearts before you. We love you, Jesus. You are the one our hearts adore, God. You are worthy of it all. Our affection, our devotion, we pour it all out at your feet, God. Even as we prayed tonight during prayer and again now, God, we lay it all at your feet. It's all for you, God. It's all for this love relationship we have with you. We adore you, Lord. We're so grateful that you came, that you are Emmanuel, God, with us, that you are with us, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your faithfulness that you want to come and you want to be with us. You want to bless us with your presence because you're a wonderful Father and you're the lover of our soul. Thank you for your sweet presence, Jesus. God, we don't want to leave this place too soon. We just love you. Love you, Jesus. Nothing is more important, God. Nothing is more important. Nothing is better than you. Nothing comes close to you, Jesus. You are our greatest devotion. You are our greatest addiction, God. You are what we long for. Everything that we need is in you. Thank you, Jesus, high King of heaven. Yet you came low. You were born here on earth to save us, God, to save us into relationship not out of sin specifically, but into relationship to focus on bringing us back into relationship, Jesus. We just are so grateful for that. We love you, Jesus. don't unplug yet yeah just keep your eyes closed I feel like the Lord just wants you to draw near to him just draw near to him just press in this realm of the Holy Spirit is real 
are not in a fake imagination place, but we are in the throne room of God. I believe he just wants to one-on-one each one of us in this room. So with your eyes closed, just, just see Jesus. Even if you can't see him with a vision of him, just just see him. He's here. He's right before you. Just ask him whatever you want to ask him. What does he ask him? What what do you think of me, Lord? Do you love me? What do you think of me? future in you good? Do I have a good future? These these impossibilities, these mountains that are in front of me, these things that are in the way, are they forever going to be there? Are they impossible for you? Do you ever run out of your love and your patience for me? son. Come up here, daughter. This is where you belong. This is your inheritance. This is what I've made available for you. Paid in full. There's a seat for you at the table. disciples with Jesus at that last supper. He's inviting you to come right up next to him right now. Lay your head on his chest, just like John did. He knew he was the favorite. And he says you're his favorite. Just press in. Come close. You are health. You are 
everything. We just breathe you in. We, we feast on you tonight, Lord. You are our delicious feast. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Feel like just in agreement with that. Just picturing a little kid, like a little toddler, trying to crawl up on their daddy's lap. Whether or not those are good memories, good father relationships, God, Father God is the ultimate father. So any preconceived ideas that we might have from any damaged father relationships, I feel like God wants to just draw us in. He's just calling you. Come here. Come here, baby girl. Come here, my son. Like, come here. Crawl up here like a kitty trying to scramble up your leg. With that tenacity that we would come to come to him. Boldly. Because the toddler doesn't know any manners yet. They're just pushing and scratching and clawing to get to who they want to get to, to get to who they want to be loved by. So God, we again, we set aside the distractions and we come to you, Father God. We crawl up in your lap and we receive the love that you want to give us, that you want to pour out on us. Maybe for the first time, maybe we just need a refresher. God, I pray that every one of us would come to a new level of understanding the Father's love, how deep the Father's love for us, how vast beyond all measure. Help us to know you deeper, Lord, to receive your love. Let it go deep and heal all the things that we don't even know are there, God. We just ask that you would do your work, Lord. Go deep with your love. We invite you. We unlock all the nooks and crannies. You're welcome in our hearts. You're welcome in every spot that we may have held back. God, we give it all to you. We lay it all down. We invite you in. We invite you, Holy Spirit. We invite you, King Jesus. carries us away. We want to be carried away. We want to be carried away with you, Lord. Hey, I just want you guys to just ask the Lord this. I, I feel like, I'm just going to go with it. I feel like he wants to put his hand on your head. You know, he's real, his, his spirit is here, and he can touch you in any way he wants to. So just ask him, Father, would you place your hand on my head? If you didn't ask him out loud, ask him. 
said, Father, just put your hand on my head. I believe that as he puts his hand on your head, he's, he's imparting his light and vision so that you could see things the way he sees. into a little time of ministry. I don't know if it's going to be long or short or what, but um, whoever, uh, that's a small enough group here, any of our team, that if you got something that the Lord's shown you, um, let's just let's take some time and dive on in. I might just sit back for this. That was what I had. Actually, Scott, I was getting that too, putting the hand on the head. And so I just kind of prophetically did it in the, in the physical. Because what happens in the physical can happen in the natural. Let's say it one more time. Father, Father, put your hand on my head. Anoint us with your oil, Lord. And during worship, I was getting... Holy Spirit showed me a picture of us standing in a well. And it was a well of light. And around us is the, the darkness. But... God could have God could have left us a long time ago when man first fell. And we could have been lost totally in darkness, or we not might not even be here. But he could have left us, but then he sent his son for us. And that's who we're celebrating tonight for Christmas. And it's like in that picture, we're standing in that well and we're all looking at each other like, guys, we, we're here because he saved us. We're all here because he saved us. And look what he pulled us out of. He pulled us out of the darkness, a place that we could not pull ourselves out of. And as we're celebrating with each other and giving him glory, that that well of light is getting larger and larger and more and more people are being brought into that circle of light. So that was a picture I had for us corporately. I have another word for you, Vanessa. And the Holy Spirit is showing me a picture of the ferry, you know, like you see out here in Bremerton, the ferries that go back and forth between Seattle and here. Um, and I just, I see that ferry and I, if you've been on one of those, right? You've, you felt the, the engines, the, the, the power that roars to that boat as it's pushing you through. And so I feel like the Holy Spirit is saying, the Lord is carrying you and your family on that boat. And that power you feel is the power of the Holy Spirit. 
He's taking you through, and even if there is dense fog, you don't have to worry. He's taking you through it. And you can rest in him. You can be at peace. You can just sit there in his presence and be at peace. You, Evan, and Garrick. And um, those fairies have massive horns that, that sound in the fog to alert others, hey, I'm coming through. And it's just that low tone that I'm sure everyone here has heard. And I was going to use the shofar to replicate that for you tonight because that sound is the sound of Jesus' voice blowing through your life and carrying forth into the darkness as he's taking you through, okay? And if this is ever anybody else that is sensing that they, they may be surrounded in a fog or they might be just trying to get through something, this is for you too, so receive that, all right? sound that's being released is displacing the darkness around you. The boundary line of the Lord is getting wider around you. That darkness is being displaced in Jesus' name. So tonight the Lord told me that there's some mindsets that he wants to deal with. The mindsets that we have accepted for years and decades as redeemed as we are. There's mindsets and there's health issues that we have accepted. There's been torment that we have come into agreement with. There's been heaviness. This is all lifting tonight. It's been around for so long that you just put up with it. Lord, we just keep giving it to you, but it's still here. So I'm coming out of agreement with that that for us tonight. There's addictions and hopelessness. Tonight, there is freedom. I see back problems, back aches, and I heard that like something that maybe somebody here says is it's settled into your bones. You're just, you've just come to terms with it. It's just, you've settled with it. You've made peace with the backache. So tonight, I break off every assignment of the enemy, every curse, every stronghold must break off in the name of Jesus. You must bow. In the name of Jesus, you must go right now. The Lord is your strength. The Lord will cause you to stand upright. Your body will not fail. He is your strong tower. 
You have a mind at peace in the name of Jesus. And the Spirit of the Lord is upon you. Say, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. The Spirit of the Lord has anointed me to preach good news, to set the captive free. I am free. I am delivered. I am healed. And I am cleansed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So, Lord, we just release the sound of praise tonight, the sound that breaks off every bondage in the name of Jesus. Let's just give him a praise. Thank you, Lord. I was just asking the Father... What are you doing? And I just felt the first word that came when I, during worship was a cord of three strands is not easily broken. And I feel like there's some that aren't here tonight, and maybe there's some are here that you feel like you're separating yourself, like you don't belong, the enemy's lying to you. And the Father's telling you right now, He's calling you. You belong here. You're the family. You're part of the family. You're part of the strand. You're part of the core. You need to be here. Don't let the enemy lie to you. Don't let them separate you. You may be listening to this later on and you didn't come tonight or you're not coming tonight that you're listening. Don't let the enemy lie to you. I felt it. I heard it clear. I had to look it up. But I heard it first, and then I looked it up. Don't be that single cord, that single strand, where it's easily broken. A cord of three strands is not. Also, I just in my spirit, you know, I, I started hearing things, you know, um, let me explain this a little bit. When I was first saved back in 1990, I'm sorry, I'm going way back, but 1993, uh, 92, 92, um, I was introduced to the prophetic. God opened a book and showed me my life. And, it's, and tonight I saw, I saw he sort of, um, he's been opening the book and it's weird, like certain things just keep reappearing to me. And I saw earthquakes, and we started talking about earthquakes just last night. And some of the words and the messages I was listening today with uh, Chris Valentin, he was, he was talking about earthquakes and shakings in the, in, the, in the country. And where those shakings are happening, it's God's not only going to, he's breaking loose in the supernatural, but even in the physical realm, things are going to be shaken up. And, I, and then I looked on the USG map, and then, like, recently in the Northwest, there's been multiple 2.5s, 2.9s, little swarms of earthquakes. And so he's, he's going to start shaking things. And I think what he, he, he's doing is he's aligning also when he's shaking, and he's going to be turning, it's going to feel like he's turning your world upside down. Maybe you're, 
you have some things to deal with and it's going to feel like God's turning your world upside down and he's pulling you apart from something, but he's actually aligning things and he's aligning relationships, key relationships in your life. And I just felt that tonight that God's going to start shaking things, but as that shaking is happening, he's aligning things. And I also got a word for the, the young guys over here. Um, there's going to be a move of God. There's going to be a great awakening, a revival coming. And you guys are going to be the generation that are leading it. You guys are going to be moving in it. Don't wait for someone to come and challenge you. Challenge yourself. Go where you can learn. Go where you can get fed. Go what fires you up. Don't wait for some man to fire you up. Bless God because when you stand before the Father, he's gonna, you're going to know, he's going to know that I decided on you. I didn't wait for someone to convince me. I decided on you. You're going to bless the Father when you do that. And if you don't pick it up, they're going to pick it up. God's going to use you guys too, but I'm t that's, that's what I heard. If, if you don't pick it up, they're going to pick it up. See you leading. I'm, I'm, like, I'm just, I forgot everyone's names right now. <laughs> Judah and Ethan. I, I, Ethan... God's put, put you in a place where you're able to cut and decipher between what's real and wrong, what's real and, and not God. He's going to put you in a place where you can sharpen other men and where you can guide people. It might not be up on the front. I don't know where it's going to be front, but he's giving you that wisdom where even your dad's going to be coming to you and saying, what did you think about this? And that wisdom's just going to overflow. And that's going to be in ministry because the awakening and the shaking that's happening in this world and when God starts opening and flooding this house and other houses in this area, there's going to be a need for men like you that have that wisdom, that God's blessed with that wisdom. And then I just saw you, Judah, digging. You're going to be one of those that fight. You're not going to take no for an answer. And I, and I think I've, I've shared that with you before, but you're not going to take no for an answer. You're going to want chomping, chomping at the bit, wanting to fight. So don't wait. I challenge you guys, don't wait for the person to come and, and get, give you the right word, but start seeking the kingdom now. I also felt we don't want to look for the past revival. We don't want to desire the things that past revival. We don't, I know we talk about all the time, I want to feel, I want to, I want to feel the anointing, I want to shake and stuff, but let's seek the Father's face. Because this next re revival, this next move is not going to be what it was in the past. We might miss it if we're looking for those things. We're not going to miss it. But let's not look for those things. Look for the Father's face. I just felt like you need to look for me. Don't look for my manifestations. Look for me.
there was a lot tonight. I, I'm gonna stop though. prophetic words and I, I don't really even have a, a vision tonight but there's such a strong presence of Jesus and Holy Spirit here it's it's at the same time it's a weight and a lightness I don't understand that but but it's just it's just what I sense it's so much weight and it it was for me personally I felt I felt just Jesus coursing through my veins and burning in my muscles and tingling my skin and just like electrifying my brain. I just felt that whole presence through me. And it's just something that I was told that we can carry all the time. And that is that that, that pours into us, that fills us, that that flows from us wherever we go. It just it's just it's always there. I think it's something that we just need to accept, relish, appreciate what you're so grateful for. That the amount of love is just indescribable and the joy that's just everlasting. It, it's just I don't have words for it. It's it's just something I sense tonight. It's such a real real thing. It's a personal thing, but it's also for each one of us that his presence is just so great here. Wherever Jesus is, the Holy Spirit is there with him. Always, always. He's always here. I also felt like us as a body, we can't I love this house, and I, w I would love for it to be a secret, but we need, but it, 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 it's not going to be, you know, but uh, I just felt like the Lord, you shared the message from Bill Johnson last week, where uh, miracles and supernatural is going to start opening up, and it's going to, more than what's normal. And I, I believe that we need to, as a body, start praying for other bodies. God's calling us to pray for other bodies, start moving. And they may not even be asking for it, but it's going to show up. And um, we can't own this thing. God hasn't called us to own it. And us as a body, we need to start doing it. In your workplace. I know some of us are doing it in the workplace, in our schools, or in the public, wherever you're at, in your house. We need to start moving on it. If you see an element, go reach out, heal that person. Let God heal that person. Let God use you. It's not going to happen until you step out. It's, it's not. We have to just step out. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to start happening. Either you're going to lead in this thing or you're just going to get caught up, but it's going to start happening. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to start happening in this community. And I, I, just, I just felt like we needed to pray for the, the other bodies, the other churches, that this supernatural 
ministry of healings just starts dropping on them. Lord, Father, God, tonight, right now, Lord, we just lift up the surrounding bodies, Lord, the surrounding churches, Lord, and we just pray that your supernatural power would flood those houses with healing tonight, Lord, that the bomb of Gilead would run down, Lord, over your church in Bremerton and Kitsap County, Lord, Pierce County, Lord, Mason County, Father God, Lord, that healing would begin to flow, Lord, supernatural healing, Lord. Lord, not just healings in the lungs and the body, Lord, but spiritual healing, Father God. Lord, relationship healing, Father God. Where relationships have been hurt, Lord, that you would restore, Lord, Father God, Lord. Lord, restore your people, Lord. We just thank you, Lord. We just call out healing in Kitsap County, Lord, over your churches, Lord. Break into the walls of the church, Lord. I feel like God wants to show up in the church in this community, Lord. We just pray that you just blow this place up, Lord, with healing, Lord. Jesus, bring your healing, Lord. Bring your healing into the body. Where the pastor may be scared that he can't control something, Lord, let your Holy Spirit just flood that house, Lord. Where the people that need healing, they healed tonight, Lord. Lord, that you begin healing tonight in the different churches, Lord. Lord, that we would begin to hear about it in the community, Lord. Lord, that it would be like a fire, Lord, where people are talking about healings in the different churches in this community. Jesus, have your way, Lord, with your body here, Lord. We speak healing over the churches of Kitsap, Mason, Pierce, Lord. Lord, the Northwest, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So, Lord God, tonight we release the power of God upon the body of Christ in Kitsap, Mason, in Pierce, in Jefferson, all across this peninsula. We say to the body of Christ, wake up, you sleeper. Wake up, bride of Christ. The King of glory is here. Lord God, I pray right now that you would send ministering angels to stir up and encourage the body of Christ, that they would stand straight up where they have been weary and heavy laden. We break that off in the name of Jesus. That is coming off the body of Christ in this area right now. There is a shift happening tonight. There is a shift going into 2023. The church will be free in 2023 the church will be free in the name of jesus lord god you send your boldness your courage into the men and women in this community that the leaders will be encouraged by the body and the body will be encouraged to stand by the leaders in the name of jesus We just call down the fire of the Lord right now in the name of Jesus. The fire of the Lord. The fire of the Lord. Lord God, you break off every mindset off of this community right now in the name of Jesus. Everything that prohibits the church from seeing your love, your life, their redemptive purpose, their call in you. We break that off in the name of Jesus. 
The Spirit of the Lord God is upon this house, and this house declares to the rest of the houses that you are free in the name of Jesus. We break off the blindness. The deaf and dumb spirit must come out right now in the name of Jesus. We revoke you in Jesus' name. Lord God, send your ministering angels. Remind the church of their identity in you. We bless the houses, the different denominations. We want to be in unity of heart, Lord God. Not the same mind, Lord God, but we each have a different expression of your presence. So, Lord God, we bless those houses right now in the name of Jesus. Just as you're praying that, I just got like a combination of pictures where you're talking about the earthquakes. And just as you're praying that, I got a picture of uh, lighthouses instantly being stood up on each of the houses in all the counties that you just prayed for. And they, as there was a shaking, all the lighthouses were in unison, in synchronicity, shining their light around in the area so people could get to safety. People could 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 come to Jesus. They knew where to go. They knew from afar in the darkness where to go because they could see the lights shining. So thank you, Lord, that you are raising up your houses in these areas. Thank you, Lord, that you are raising up your houses, Lord, that you have caused them to be a lighthouse, lighthouses in the darkness. And they are not separate lighthouses. They are lighthouses in synchronous unity with you, Lord God. We are a synchronous body of Christ. We are, we are separate houses with separate flavors, but we are one body of Christ in Jesus' name. Yes. And we are operating in the fullness of Christ in Jesus' name. And we are unshaken, though the world may shake around us, Lord, and though you're bringing alignments, Lord God. You are bringing your people, you are bringing your harvest into the, into the storehouses. Thank you, Lord. God, we just say, let your angels be released into the churches of Bremerton, Kitsap, all these different counties we, we spoke of, Lord. Let the, let the warriors of heaven, God, let the angelic host be released, the reinforcements to come and bring support. Thank you, Lord. And we just declare the blessing of this house over the other houses, God. We know that our inheritance is not just for us, it's for your church globally. So tonight, God, we just, we release that blessing. We release what you're doing in us and we release it over the churches in Kitsap, over the church body in the Northwest. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I think it's so strongly that there's I get so strongly that, that there's a there's a, a situation where we're we're in a crucible of purification of burning off all the remnants of all the junk that we continue and everybody seems to be in alignment with this all the things that we continue to bring into the present that are no longer ours to own and we don't need them we don't want them but Father God wants us to lay those down, to, to burn them up, to purify us, to come up to the next level of his plan. And we can't do it while we're holding on to the past. We just set it aside, just just, just 
come into the plumb line of heaven, keep our eyes only on the Lord, and that is all that matters, and raise our hands up, and he will lift us up. He will lift us up continuously, guide us for whatever we need. He wants us in what is happening in the world now to claim it back. And in order to do that, to come to the next level, we just have to set the past aside like it never even existed. It is no longer ours to own. That's good. That's awesome. It's Bible. It's Bible. Paul said, one thing I do, I forget what is behind and I press on towards the goal to which Christ Jesus has called me heavenward. We're, our life journey is a constant choice to let go of yesterday and press forward with Jesus. We are going to take communion tonight, Tammy. Thought maybe I forgot. So, but I do want to end the evening with communion. But if 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 we don't have anything else, then I want to shift gears a little bit. I feel like I feel like we have time. We have time to talk about something really important. It's important to me. I put it together just for you guys. So, <laughs> so if you guys are good, unless you have some more prophetic unction to function. Awesome. I'm going to brighten it up just a little bit so you guys don't fall asleep. Yeah, let's use that. There. Is that better? Not so sleepy? It's cold. Cold? The heat was at 73 blowing, so did someone touch the heat? Oh, you're good? I know you guys are good. The people that have an air conditioning blowing in their bedroom even in wintertime probably, right? <laughs> it what? It blew into pieces. The one that we pawned off on you guys? Oh, wow. Earthquake rapture dream. Hey, I've had a rapture dream once. <laughs> I knew it was happening, and it was colorful and intense. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, we're gonna. I'm gonna move. Try to move swiftly, but not like with anxiety, just to get it done in the next 20 minutes. But my goal is to accomplish this in 20 minutes. So I'm gonna take a, a, a breath of chill and say, Holy Spirit, come. Um, I, I had spoken a few months ago, or we had, we had shared some of our vision and values of this house. And we covered in the vision and values this list of 12, I guess it's 13, kingdom cultural values that we, we hold dear in this, this church. Tammy and I carry these in us, and we believe that a lot of the same things that you're seeing on the screen is what you're already embracing. But... It's just good for us as a house to remind ourselves of what we're building and why we're building it, what we're doing gathering here week after week and why we're doing it, what the whole purpose is. And th these are, this is part of our DNA. These are things that are in our DNA that we believe God wants to reproduce. He wants to reproduce these values in his people. 
So yeah, feel free to grab a quick screenshot. But today, so last month, and I, I had, I don't know if I promised, Lord willing, we would get through one of these a month. So last month, we talked about family. We talked about how the culture of heaven and the relational government of heaven is all about family. How God is a father, the Holy Spirit and Jesus and the Father, one God, three persons, functioning together in relationship for eternity, all eternity. So today, without repeating everything from that last month, I really felt like just in this season of, of Christmas, of all of the things that come along in everyone's hearts related to this season, and, and it could relate to the past. A lot of us have a past memories of Christmas, things that we did with our family, things that we didn't do with our family. Um, it's just important for us to really, you know, we, we often will say Jesus is the reason for the season. You know, there's probably a T-shirt that says it, I'm sure. But Jesus really is, he's the reason. We've been singing it all night. You know, he's worthy of it all. He's, he's the center. He's, he's our everything. And in Christmas season, this holiday season, if, if we can work with family and work with our believing spouses and relatives to, to keep the fight to keep Jesus central in all of it, that we would be a people that walk with the thing that I want to speak about tonight, and that would be hope and joy. Hope and joy. So Jesus is the hope of the nations. He's our reason to have joy. What he did for us, he, he, he gives us the joy of salvation, the joy of knowing your sins are forgiven. And when you're forgiven, and especially when you're a brand new Christian and you're like, the weight has been lifted, there's an infusion of joy that comes into you. You're like, I am saved, I am free. You know, I thought it was 32 years ago, but it's actually 34 years ago. I forgot how old I was. I thought I was 52, but no, I'm 54. So, so 34 years ago in December, that's when I gave my life to Jesus. I, he cornered me and, and he came and broke in. He broke my heart of stone and he rescued me. And he took away my sin. He took away the weight of all of my garbage and he gave me a new heart. I didn't know what happened, but later on I discovered, oh, I got a new heart. I got a new spirit and I have joy. I, my countenance was different. My family members could tell something changed. I was no longer the pale, dead-looking, black metal soldier, you know, dabbling in stupid stuff. I'm now this new, new creature, a new creation. And I, I was filled, and trust still filled today, with hope and joy, with the one who is our hope and our joy. So let's just talk about it. Let's try to work through this. The kingdom culture of joy and hope. Lives infused with joy and hope. I mean, who in this room could use a little extra joy and a little extra hope? Yeah, woohoo! Yeah, right here. All right, so when you raise your hands like that, you're, you're putting up a bullseye for heaven. You're saying, right here, God, hit me. Hit me with your best shot. So Romans 15, 13 says, may, don't start singing it. Pat, Benatar. Romans 15, 13 says, may the God of hope, so let's just pause. He is not the God of hopelessness. He's the God of hope. With God, nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. He is good, he is holy, and he is our source of love, and he's our source of hope. So may the God of hope fill you. Just say, fill me. Fill me, fill me Lord. 
fill you, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. Here's the trick. It's not really a trick, but this is, this is the key. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. Someone mentioned mindsets earlier when we were up here talking about things. That was you. You brought up the mindset. This message tonight is about mindsets. This teaching, this, what I, what I pray and I hope right now for the rest of this 15, 16 minutes is going to be an impartation to all of us. A reminder for myself, because I'm the one that gets to talk, and Tammy's going to interject as she needs to and reel me in if she needs to. I don't think we're having any problems, though. This, this is an impartation of the Holy Spirit to pull us into a heavenly mindset. So this mindset from the God of hope is to fill you with all joy and peace in your beliefs, in your belief systems, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. I don't know about you. I want to be a hope-filled person. I want to be a hope dealer. Yep. There you go. I never wanted to be a dope dealer, but after Jesus came into my life and I no longer needed false things to make me joyful and peaceful and whatever, I, I, I have hope, and I want to I wanna be a hope dealer. I want to tell people about the hope of Jesus, what he yeah. did for me. Yeah. I trust that's what you guys want, too. Okay, so that's, that's a key scripture because... We have to understand that in order to, to access these things, there has to be a shift in our brains. See, the, the battle is right here between our ears. Bill Johnson often says that the only closed heaven believers have is between their ears. If you don't think and you don't believe and walk in faith that you have an open heaven over your life, access to the throne 24-7, walking as a new creature, an ambassador, an anointed son or daughter of God, then you're not going to fully access the things that God has for you to bring them into your experience. All right, let's take a look at something here. Let's, let's look at some Steve Backlund stuff because he's like, anyway... I, I clarified this last month. This is not plagiarism. I'm quoting people and I'm sourcing their names, just so you know. I couldn't say it better, so why not use his commentary? Okay, so being joyful. And you could take a screenshot of this. You might want to, because this is pretty powerful. Being joyful, we're talking about joy and hope, okay? Being joyful is not a matter of personality. Just when you thought, oh, they're just joyful all the time. It's their personality. This is just how God made me. It's not true. He wants you to have a joyful mindset too. So it's not about personality. It's about a godly mindset. We need to establish. I'm not going to have you guys do a whole bunch of weird stuff tonight. But if you want to, I, I would just put my hands on my head. And I would say, God, I want to establish a stronghold of joy in my mind. Okay, so what, that's not what he wrote, though. We need to establish a stronghold of joy in our lives in order to be victorious in trying times. Are we in some trying times right now? Yeah, the earthquakes, they're, they're coming. They're, they've happened. There's a shaking happening. So we need to establish a stronghold of joy in our lives in order to be victorious in trying times. Where there's no hope for the future, there's no power for the present. Yeah, it just did. No commentary needed. When we have abounding hope, abounding hope, I know you're waiting for it. 
that glistening hope. <laughs> when we have abounding hope, it propels us into the things that God has for us. So we all want to be propelled in this, into the, the plan that God has for us. We're going to get into that plan and be propelled into it even faster as our mindsets shift and we build strongholds of the fruit of the Spirit, of the God of hope, releasing joy and peace and hope into us through our belief system. It's all about what are we believing. And your beliefs are being influenced by what you're hearing. Mm -hmm. Faith comes by hearing, hearing through the word of Christ. Written word and rhema word as the spirit of God speaks to you, just like we were experimenting with tonight. We do every week when we're here together. We, we, we experiment, I call it experiment, because we're not always 100% accurate with everything we hear, right? That's why we're supposed to weigh everything that's prophesied. We prophesy in part and we know in part. Okay, so, so we, we take a step of faith and we hear something that God, we believe is God and say, and we are being impressed, an impression with something, then we're speaking it out. Yeah. I don't know where I was going with that, but Tammy's got something. Yeah, one of the things that Steve Backlund says that I absolutely love is we don't need joy at the end of the battle, we need joy in the middle of the battle. Ooh, that's good. And I love that because really no matter what we're going through we should always be able to find some joy because our father loves us and i think oftentimes we just need to remind ourselves that like maybe i'm feeling hopeless right now but you know what god's and we shouldn't feel hopeless but it oftentimes we do but we need to remember that our father he's he sees the end result. He sees where we're going to land. And so that means he's going to get us there. It's true. Yeah. We, and so she quoted Steve. He says, we, we need joy in, in the process, not just at the at end. The end it, yeah. But that's because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Yeah, amen. So if the joy of the Lord is our strength, we can't wait for our circumstances to change to have joy. Yeah. If you're waiting for things around you to get better, and then you can have joy... That's just not the way God's kingdom works. And if you find yourself constantly not in joy, then you need to reevaluate what you're taking in. It's like food. Whatever you take in is going to affect your body. So what we're watching, what we're listening to, I'm having a season right now where, and I love listening to my one podcast, my political podcast, but right now, I cannot listen to that podcast because I'm not finding myself joyful. Mm. And I got 10 minutes into it the other day and I turned it off and I put on the Bevere's or somebody, I don't know. And I'm like, this is what I need right now. And so, oh, sorry. go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, she's got a lot to say tonight. So we're going to change the, the end time to 8.15. <laughs> Preach it. Come, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> But we do. We need, to, we need to assess what we're taking in. What are we taking in that is causing so much hopelessness? That's right. Turn it off. <laughs> you can do it, too. You wouldn't believe how many times I deleted the stupid game that Tammy has on her phone <laughs> that I thought, well, she's playing it. I might as well play it, too. And then I'm, like, frustrated, <laughs> getting angry because it will keep you stuck at one level. And then it decides, oh, they're never going to pay the money for the free turns. So I'll so let you have a freebie. They're just making it easy. <laughs> 
or he's just really bad at it. One of the two. And what Tammy's okay. saying totally reminds me of something that I saw today. <laughs> I, I follow this guy on Instagram. I don't look at Instagram much, but uh, Sean Baker, he's a doctor and he's a, he's a carnivore diet guy. And he, he shared this post <laughs> of a hippopotamus, a kid fell in the mouth of a hippopotamus and the hippopotamus spit it out. No, it wasn't, was it a hippo? I think it was either a hippo or a rhino. I think it, it was a hippo. hippo. Did you see it too? Rhinos are up big. Okay, so, <laughs> so he felt in the hippo, spit him out. And Sean Baker said that's because he's feeding on a diet of soy and sugar. Anyway, okay, so, <laughs> so it's important, so it's important <laughs> what we take <laughs> yeah. in because that's what you're, you are what you eat, right? <laughs> chicken, beef, okay. I'm you chicken got, nuggets right now. Should we keep going or you got uh -huh. something else? Okay. <laughs> So, so we need to feed, we, we need to, the, the thoughts in your head and the, the things that you're establishing in your beliefs, are, it's kind of like playing with Legos. The word Lego comes from, a, I think it's the Greek word for word. I think. Well, Logos, but it, that's, it's a variation of Logos. Okay. It's a Lego. Our, our beliefs get established in our thinking and they become like Lego fortresses. You can build, just as much as you can build an unhealthy mindset, a, a stronghold in your thinking, you can also tear it down yes. and you can rebuild it. And that's what we're all in the process of. God is taking us all individually on journeys of, of tearing down crap mindsets and reestablishing kingdom mindsets. Yes. So part of the kingdom mindset is joy and, and yes. hope. So let's take a look. There's some more Steve Backlund good stuff here. Our future depends on our belief systems. Our current present reality is the result of our past belief systems. Think about it. We must go to a higher level in our beliefs, and that's called repentance. Feeling bad is about 1% of repentance. See, and here you guys thought repentance is how much I cry on my face before the Lord. That's repentance. It's 1%. Repentance means to make a 180, to turn around and go the opposite direction. And true repentance is changing the way you think about something. It's not a one-time thing. It's a lifestyle. So don't wait until you feel guilty about something stupid you did to repent. Let your time in the Word of God be a time of repentance. Maybe approach the Bible in the morning when you're opening up and just say, God, I want my mind to be changed. I want the, my thinking to be transformed by the power of your Word. I want to repent from things, ways that I think, thought yesterday and maybe today, and I want to change, and I want to present my, my mind before you to be transformed. I would even say, if you're even... <laughs> so I have to tell you, I got really bored with the NIV, and so um, I was able to get my hands on the Passion Translation. So it, I love reading the Passion Translation. Me too. And I even heard at the conference, Bill's like, I, sometimes I have read this and this one so many times, now I'm going to this version. And so mix it up a little bit. Um, try different you know, translations, and just to bring some more life to it if you're finding yourself like, ah, this is a struggle to do this. 
I love it. I'm like, man, yeah. it's just bringing the Bible back to life for me again. I love it. Yeah. One of my coworkers asked about the, the version app, and I'm like, I got it right here. She, she's like, reads the uh, Amplified. I'm like, that's a yeah. good one. It's yeah. good. Oh, no, that was my boss that said that. Oh, she's nice. reading it. But I won't go there. I had a word for my boss. She's an Esther. But anyway, that's all I'm going to say. So speaking of the Passion Translation, Romans 12, 2, when I was baptized at age 20, I just turned 21, I had to memorize Romans 12, 1 and 2, but I wish I would have known it in the Passion Translation because it's so much more passionate. So stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you. Don't listen to everything TikTok says. Oh, he, look at He pointed right at you. <laughs> Do we any, have any other uh, China government spyware on anyone else's phones? Okay. Okay. Back to the Word of God. Stop imitating. Stop imitating. Stop. Stop imitating ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit. Okay, so He's the one who's going to do the transforming work through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. That's, man, that's beautiful. I love it. Here's a good one. Benny Johnson. Ben, Benny Johnson, who's in the great cloud of witnesses right now. Probably she heard that her uh, quotes getting quoted tonight in Bremerton, Washington. So she's probably like listening carefully. And then she's like, isn't that the guy on Facebook that I, on a, Instagram that I smacked down. That was before I knew that Trump was the candidate that everyone was prophesying about back in 2015, 2016 election. I thought, um, what's his face? You know, the Texas guy, Ted Cruz. I thought he's a constitutional lawyer, even though they thought he looked like a car salesman. So anyway, I'm just, just saying. So she put a, a thing out there on the Instagram chat. And then when I said, well, what about, you know, Ted? She's like, that's not what I'm looking for. And so, oh. Okay, so anyway, this is a good quote from Benny, the, from the happy intercessor. If we feed ourselves on life and joy in harmonicas <laughs> and what God is doing here on the earth, we will live like Jesus lived on earth. But if we feed ourselves on bad news all of the time, notice it's not sometimes, you, know, you, you need to... We, we can't just pretend there is no bad news. We need to know what's going on. Okay, but if we feed ourselves on bad news all of the time, if that is our focus in life, then we will live out of fear and despair. Fear and despair. It, I'm telling you guys, you, you know it for yourselves. The more you focus on that stuff, it, it does begin to get in you. If it weighs on you, you start to get fearful and despair. It's like, you know, what's happening? Is, you know, whatever. I'm not going to go down any rabbit trails of possibilities, but you guys have probably all thought the same things about what's happening in the world right now. Okay, and here's one more quote, and I think that might be close to the end of our quotes. Eric Johnson, that's Bill's, Bill and Benny's son. Brian is the worship leader, and Jen is his daughter-in-law. This is his second, his, uh, second born? Yeah, Eric, yeah, he's hearing impaired. I don't think he's, he's not fully deaf, but yeah, so he said, hope is dreaming while awake. This is really, really cool to think about what hope looks like. It's like dreaming while you're awake. This is an extremely powerful force. 
we can look in history and see different individuals who created a movement or had a big impact on humanity. All of them had hope for something greater. For some, our first battle will be learning to fight for hope. Once we have hope, then the impossible becomes possible. So we, we won't promise that building new mindsets, tearing down old mindsets of hopelessness and lack of joy for whatever reason and, and establishing a joyful, hopeful mindset. I'm not going to promise that it's easy. This is like a whole lifelong journey, as that other quote said, a whole lifestyle of repentance. It's constantly turning. It's, it's recognizing when we're believing lies that, that influence the way we think and the way we react to things to knowing when the lie is coming, where it's coming from, and knowing what God has to say about it. So there's a reality here on earth. There's stuff going on, and it's, you can look at it and think logically about it. You can think realistically. Wendy Backlund said, you know, we gotta be realistic. And God said to her, I didn't call you to be realistic. I called you to be supernatural. So we have to go above the earthly realistic, what's right in front of us, and go into the heavenly realm where we are seated with Christ. The Bible says, if your life is in Christ, where is he right now? Is he walking the earth? No, he's seated. When he ascended on high, he, he returned to the Father and he sat down at the Father's right hand. From thence you shall come to judge the living and the dead. Right? Is that what we would quote in the Lutheran church? Thence. So if Jesus is in heaven, seated at the right hand of the Father, and you are in Christ, because the Bible says over and over and over, not only is Christ living in you, because he came into you upon your faith in him, he came and birthed himself inside of your body. You're a temple of the Holy Spirit. So Christ is in you, the hope of glory, but he has also placed you in Christ. So you are in Christ, and Ephesians says we are seated with Christ right now in the heavenly realm. That means we have access to heaven's perspective. We can see things from the heavenlies. I was telling Vanessa earlier that we can be on the ocean, in the boat, in the middle of the storm, or we can take on the perspective of the eagle that flies above the storm. In a spiritual sense, God is inviting us to take on heaven's perspective. And it all comes through intimacy with him. You don't just... You're not going to just always, you might find it reading through scriptures and studying the word of God, but you need to know what God is saying to you regarding your specific situation. So what is hope? Is it just dreaming about good things? Here's a good definition of hope. If you want another good screenshot, I don't know. I don't know what you'll do with all these screenshots. Probably delete them in a month or something. I take screenshots and I delete stuff, it seems like. Hope. Hope is a person, right? I have a coworker named Hope, and I said that one time, and they said, yeah, she works right over here. <laughs> Hope is the confident, joyful expectation that good is coming. I just gotta, I gotta, I gotta say that over myself so I can get it in my mind. Hope is a, it's confident. You're confident, you're convinced with a joyful expectation that something good is coming, that good is coming. It's an overall optimistic attitude about the future based on the goodness and promises of God. So the roots of our hope are rooted in the goodness and promises of God. If you believe that God is not good, if you believe he's angry, he sends people to hell when he really shouldn't, you know, and that kind of affects your, your theology, your thinking, oh, well, he must be kind of mean, you know. 
You read some of the things that Jesus taught about the Father. And if you, unless you forgive men from the heart, you'll pay back every penny of your debt. And we're like, man, God, God, God can kind of seem mean. But we, we need to be convinced in the, of the goodness of God, yeah. of his nature, of his favor towards you. If you're in Christ, you are an object of God's favor. You are his target. When he sees you, he sees his son. You're like buried and hidden in Christ. Now, I believe he sees you too, but you're just like totally covered in, in the beloved. What do we got here? I have no idea where this quote came from, but it was on a slide from a long, long time ago. A lack of hope means we're believing a lie. Okay? Hope, your hope indicator inside of you is like the gas gauge in your car. If you want to know if you're believing lies or not, if you're being influenced by the enemy and you don't really know it and you want to know, check your hope meter. Are there any areas that I'm hopelessness, that I have hopelessness about? Maybe I'm not fully hopeful. I'm just kind of, well, you know, I don't feel very hopeful about that situation. It doesn't seem like it'll ever change. The lack of hope means we're believing a lie. It is key for us to know we're being deceived in the area of life that we have hopelessness. That recognition is the beginning of the journey to let go of lies and believe truth so that we will be free. Here's a fun one. Francis Frangipan. This is another way of saying it. Every area of life that does not glisten with hope. This is the, the moment that David was waiting for. <laughs> His favorite part, glistening hope. Any area that's not glistening with hope, and I'm sure we can all find an area. It, it reveals that you're believing a lie in that area. And that area is a stronghold of the devil in your life. May not feel like a stronghold. Maybe it's just like a little thing. It only takes little Legos to begin being built to, to create a wall for the enemy to operate from behind. The things that we believe back in here in the subconscious affect the way we see and communicate and perceive things. Yeah. What do we have here in the scripture? Let's look at the Bible. This is more important than quotes from Francis, right? Rome, uh, 2 Corinthians 10, 4 through 5, it says, The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power, Holy Spirit, to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. I had to look up pretension, and now I forgot what it meant. I thought I had it on the slide. We take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. So you see, the, the weapon that God gives us is to identify where the lie is at, where the stronghold in our thinking is at, and we get to demolish it with his help. He, Holy Spirit is right there inside of you with the truth. If you know the truth, the truth will set you free. When the truth comes like a hammer, it breaks, it breaks that chain. It breaks that, that wall. It breaks the power of that lie. So the truth comes in, and then we can demolish it. We can tear down the stronghold. And those strongholds manifest in arguments, in, in ways that we think 
Has anyone got a good definition of pretension? I thought I had it. Like a, a falsity. falsity. A claim or assertion of a claim to something. Yeah. Assertion of a claim to something. Yeah, okay. It's not important to go down there, but I want to know what it means. So, but we could waste some precious minutes here by going too far down that one. Okay. I guess false so. Pretenses. Okay. False pretenses. Yeah. Whatever it is, we want to tear it down. We, yes. want, we want to demolish it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There you go. So, okay, so let me just kind of back up a, a little bit so we can kind of wrap this up and then we'll, we'll take communion together. But I want to kind of walk us through a couple things here. We want to be people that the God of hope fills with joy and peace and hope, right, through our beliefs. We want our thinking to be transformed. We want to know how to see when the lies are coming in and replace the lies with truth, right? We all want that. So there, there's basically, you can narrow it down to four areas of your life that you can have conversations with God about. So these areas of belief, these belief systems that we have, I would, you could probably add more to it, but you can narrow it down to these things. It's your beliefs about God. Very important what you believe about him. If you believe that he is something other than what the word of God tells us about him, that he is good, that he is, God is love. If you, if you take things from the Bible out of context and begin to create this way of thinking about God, that he's, he's judgment, he's harsh, he's a punisher, you know, and you're just, folk, you can't get over the whole hell scenario or whatever, or somewhere in between. Maybe, maybe you give yourself a lot of grace, but you don't give other people grace. Maybe you think that God you know, should punish them, but you need the grace for yourself. You know? Whatever it is, beliefs about God, that's an area where lies can come in. Lies about ourselves. Lies about others. I'll just say lies. They're beliefs, but it's, we want good beliefs, but it's the lies that we're believing about God, ourselves, and others, and our circumstances that we want to we wanna discover and uproot. You want to get rid of any lies, any, any uh, lies that are like taking root in your way of believing about all of these things? There's an invitation from God where we can step in to asking him. Let's just take a moment now. Were you going to say something? Let's take a moment. Why don't we just close our eyes? I don't, I don't want you guys to overthink this. So if you hear God say yes or no right away, then, then take it for what it is, but don't overthink it. So let's just ask this together. Just say, Father God, are there any lies that I'm believing? Father God, what is that lie? So if you heard a lie, if he said yes and you heard a lie, let's ask him this. Father God, where did that lie come from? So Father God, if I hand you that lie, what will you give me in return? 
This is a, a moment right now where you could just forgive. If you felt that that root, if or you heard that that lie came from something that happened with somebody, just even now, let's just say, Father God, I choose to forgive that person through which this lie came. And one last question. Father God, what do you think of me? I don't know if you guys are hearing anything between you and him, but if you weren't, that's okay. This probably means there's nothing that you need to deal with. But if you did hear something, that's, that's a step into that direction of finding out in any of those areas. You can ask him, Father, am I believing any lies about you? Am I believing any lies about myself? Am I believing any lies about you guys or others? Are there any lies I'm believing about my circumstances? Then you can ask him, what is the truth? And then you hand him that lie and take, receive the truth from him. It's just all that process of being renewed by, by the exchange. So here's a testimony. We're going to get ready to take communion pretty quick here. See, I told you guys, 8.15. See, Tammy helped us get to 8.15. I'm teasing. I'm blaming her <laughs> in my long-windedness. So here's a testimony. I want to think like God. Being the person he created me to become, excuse me, being the person he created me to be becomes simple when I let go of performance and a focus on unreachable standards and instead begin to let him transform my mind and dispel the lies that have masqueraded as truth for so long. We need to be brave enough to hear the truth about ourselves, his truth. And his truth is wonderfully hopeful. It goes beyond our wildest imaginations. Life is much more intensely beautiful than we ever thought possible. Dare to think like God. He has made us powerful people who never have to be dictated by our circumstances. That was one of the most life-changing things I learned. And here's the rest of it. I actually have the ability to choose what I let affect me. We are capable of walking in perfect peace and joy when we are connected to the heart of Jesus constantly and when our minds and hearts are only hearing his truth. But it's our choice to be in that place. I think it's like a good habit. You just have to literally practice peace and joy every day. It doesn't happen overnight, especially if you've built a habit of the opposite mindset. But he is so good to lead us through the process of renewing our thinking and letting our emotions become sanctified. It's my choice in the moment that begins to create the long-lasting pattern. I love how Bill Johnson puts it. I cannot afford to have a thought in my head that God doesn't have in his. So this is not a profound teaching or message but really what it just, we, we need to get it into us. We need to get it into our core that the, that the change happens. It doesn't come from trying to do things harder. Like I, I can get to my goals if I just try harder. If I just keep doing the same thing that I've been doing over and over and just try harder. 
you guys know the quotes that come from doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different results doesn't happen. Yeah. It comes through changing the way we believe. And what you believe, as it changes, will actually affect what you speak, yep. the way you talk about circumstances, the way you talk about other people, the way you talk about God. So let's make some declarations together. Why don't you guys stand up with me? And we're going we're gonna to have a time of communion. We'll wrap it up with a, a song, and you just take communion whenever you're ready. Um, but let's, let's make some declarations here. You ready? You're going to say it with me? The joy of the Lord, which includes hearty laughter, is the secret to my strength, health, and longevity. Number two, there is hope for every person, including me, in every situation. I consistently ignite hope in others and in myself. That's good. Number three, I lead a ministry that is increasing in joy and hope. You don't have to be up here preaching to have a ministry. You're all called to the ministry. Okay, I won't go down that trail. Number four, I am replacing the lies that lead to hopelessness with truth that creates hope and joy. Those are some good declarations. You know, if, if you want to dive into this whole declaration thing, that might not sound like a super powerful statement to make, especially corporately. But if you get a hold of some of Steve Backlund's books and Wendy's books, she's got one on victorious emotions, he's got one on victorious mindsets, laughing at lies, I mean, it's, that's their whole ministry. He will have tons and tons of declarations, the book called Declarations, which we don't have any more copies of, but we will at some point. Learning how to make declarations you might feel like, well, what's the power in just repeating something over and over? But, you know, as you speak something and you hear it coming in your ears, it's going tr- to change the way you think. Sometimes it takes time and repetition for the truth that you're speaking to actually change the, the grooves and the wiring in your mind. It's like a record. You know, we need to create new pathways in our thinking that line up with truth, especially when we have old strongholds of lies that we've held on to for years. Does that make sense? I really feel like this is something that we've had to really cultivate since we planted this church because there are so many times when we could have just closed the doors or just said we're done because maybe things weren't looking how we thought or people left or whatever. There's always stuff coming at us. And this is something we've had to fight through. And I feel like we're, not that we're perfect at it, but I actually feel like we're in a place now where we catch it quicker. Oh, yeah, for sure. And this whole ministry of these guys has really changed how we pray and changed how we um, look on things. And we're so grateful for it. And we really want to see you guys and other people really be able to step into um, and how we believe, you know, how we, what we believe, you know, and be quick to knock those lies down and to grab onto the truth. Yeah, higher levels. We yeah. want to take all of ourselves and all of us on a journey of going higher levels of victorious mindsets. Yeah. There's no judgment 
on not getting to a certain place. You know, there's grace. We have to grow in grace. Mm -hmm. We grow in the grace of God. Yeah. But it's the journey that we're all being invited by God to step into. Yeah, absolutely. So why don't we uh, get ready to take communion? I'm just going to put this little... Ooh, look at how slow that faded out. Oh, look, it's snowing. On the screen, Christian's looking outside. He's like, I forgot. It's winter and it's supposed to snow. Hey, why don't we go ahead and uh, come up and grab your communion elements and just take it back to your seat with you? And we'll take it together. Um, well, no, we will take it together, but you get to choose when you want to take it. I'm just going to put a worship song on. And you can sing, you can worship the Lord, you can take it any point throughout that song. Did you give Nora a, oh, she's got juice, never mind. the bourbon at home. Yeah, we're, we're going to go ahead and do this time of communion. So Vanessa, you're welcome to come and grab your communion elements too. said it's we're not going to take it at this moment but Paul said you know we when we do this when we remember Jesus and what he did for us on the cross when we take this cup and this bread and we all know it represents the blood that he poured out for the forgiveness of our sins his broken body which brings us healing and wholeness when we do this we should examine our hearts we, we don't want to take it in, a, in an unholy way or an ungodly way where we're not recognizing his body and his blood and we also don't want to partake of it if we're having, an, if we're holding on to an offense. So let's just take a minute, just ask him, Lord, is there anyone I need to forgive? I know we did this earlier, just ask him again. Is there anyone I need to forgive? And just speak it out, if you can, under your breath, if you want. Just, Father God, I choose to forgive them. Again, I choose to forgive them again. tonight as we as we partake of the, the cup and the bread Lord we're just recognizing the power of the cross to cut the chain to cut the tie to cut that that bond of unforgiveness or bitterness that keeps us tied to that offense and even now God I just declare the power of the blood of Jesus the power of your name over every heart, over every mind, over every, every trauma that's happened in this room, that the blood of Jesus would just come now and it would cut free, it would loosen every person in this room who feels they're stuck in that memory of the past. 
that now in Jesus' name, the power of the cross would bring freedom. Thank you, Lord. All right, guys, I'm going to go ahead and put this worship song on. Tammy, I'll come back to our seats. You can stand, you can sit, whatever you want to do. Let's just worship the Lord, and you take your communion whenever you feel ready. This is a good song to take communion to. Um, so just maybe you want to get into the words and just sing out a little bit. Just talk to Jesus, and then we'll be done.